Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. This is Amy Barker. And this is Richard Gray. And from the Geek Actually Studios, this is Podcast Pillow Fort. Coming up today, we're going to talk about what's been happening in the world of podcasts. We send two podcasts into the Pillow Fort Smackdown. And we'll finish up, as always, with things we learned this week. So grab your headphones, a tall drink, and join us in the Pillow Fort. That radio is so hard to tune. I know. Every time. Know. It takes forever to get to the news section. That's why we've only picked two music podcasts today, <laughs> rather than 43. That's right. God, there were so many, though, weren't there? There were a lot. Yeah. There's a couple we started on, and oh, we might talk about yeah, those Yeah, we'll come later. to that. Anyway, but the big news. Hang on. News, you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to do it again. <laughs> yep. But we're back. We're back. Back in the studios. Yay. Yay. Oh, the big news that's been flying around the internet. Who's it's, this fella? It, it, well, uh, you, the people listening can't actually see the screen that, oh, that I'm right. pointing audio. to. It's yeah, audio. It's, it's, yeah. Because I'm used to doing live shows now, Amy. Oh, <laughs> I keep forgetting. At BehindTheBannels.net, we do live shows. Such fancy pants. Well, we did pants. one last week. Yeah, so yeah. your fancy pants now. Fancy. My mm-hmm. pants? Yeah. <laughs> You're so fancy. Anyway. Adnan Syed, so, who's that fella? Well, if you've been you know, living under a rock... You know nothing about cereal and the craziness that happened last year. Was yes, that last year? It was last year. Oh, goodness Yeah, me. I don't think it – maybe it dripped over to the start of this yeah, year as well. Bit. But there were – obviously, like, for some reason, this is your first podcast ever. Ever. Go um, back. And go back, yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen to the other seven and the few short episodes we did. But and there go, was – yeah. Yeah, go. There, there was a 12-episode – Oh, my God. – serial podcast called Serial. That went nuts. I think it was 12 episodes. Was it 12 episodes? It we're going to yeah. say it was 12 episodes. We'll pretend. Because otherwise I'm wrong. And yeah. as you know, I'm never wrong. You're never wrong. But I always get what I want, <laughs> so that's Okay. But he's been granted, um, he's going to get another trial. Yes. And, well, I mean, as we all heard, and we were just talking about mm. before we started recording, that prosecutor, rest her soul. Um, That's right. Not, she died, yeah, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. She, I think she was unwell during the trial. It came yeah. out later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a little incompetent. She was yelling at people. I know. And just, yeah. just a bit aggressive. and Brought a llama to the stand for some reason. Oh, it was... Uh, that may or may not have happened. No, I... I some, <laughs> allegedly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and as you can see, there was a reason there was a mistrial. Exactly. So he's going to get another another go. And yeah. Hope, yeah, she died... Um, uh, Chris. Christina Gutierrez died in 2004. That right. was Adnan Sayed's uh, attorney. And yeah, ineffective counsel is what they're saying. I think mm. that's a bit of an understatement. So hopefully, yeah. I mean, there'll be more to this. Oh, God. But you know what I just thought? What? What if Serial decides to cover the trial for their next... <laughs> oh, crap. It's in June. Said, Let's just wait and cover We're the trial. We're waiting till June. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll come back. But the back. thing is, though, Serial won't need to because now every news outlet yep. in the world will be covering the Absolutely. trial. Absolutely. That's going to be nuts. Yeah. That's going to go off. Well, you know, good on them. And mm. I'm sure the Serial had some effect on that and, and had some impact on him being able to have another trial. And, you know, maybe it'll come out that he's guilty, maybe innocent, but at least they'll be able to say, 
say it wasn't this attorney who, mm. yeah, clearly was a bit incompetent during the... Because he totally did it, right? Oh, of course he did. Yeah, right. Yeah, Allegedly. Well, no, he's convicted. So yeah, well, he totally you know, I'm did back it. and forth. I'm like Sarah Koenig. I'm back and forth. I but don't what know. What does it mean? But we'll get to that later. Mean? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So right on. Podcast making a bit of a difference there. So what's the other news oh my God. in the world of podcasts? Now, I don't know if you actually had a chance to listen to this podcast, no. but the Washington Post has a new podcast. Um, Chris Richards <laughs> is one of the hosts of this one, and it's the Washington Post pop-up podcast. Try and say that three times quickly. Yeah, with crackers in your mouth. <laughs> um, but they're doing a lot, and it's called the pop-up podcast. Oh God, I can't see. I can't even say it once. The Post Pop Up Pop Podcast. Exactly. Say it as Sean Connery too. The Washington Post <laughs> Pop Up Pop Podcast. But they're going to clearly from the the title, they're going to be talking about you know pop culture and music. And I'm actually going to come back to this. Not one. mail then. They're not talking about sending letters. No, like, not nor pop tarts either. Or, not, not that kind of post. No, 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 okay, no, no. And I've listened to a couple of episodes. Pretty interesting so far. Yeah. And you, they, because it's the Washington Post, they have a heavier, uh, they have a bit more weight behind them and they're a little bit more critical of what what comes onto their, their space. Mm. So it's not just a bunch of people, you know, who are pretending. It's actual professionals who get paid to write things and be critics. And Chris Richards is one of the hosts and he is uh, been working for the Washington Post since 2009. Talks a lot about race, music, the stuff about the Grammys I'll talk about later. But yeah, interesting podcast. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. So watch this space with those guys. Excellent. Excellent. <gasps> Guess what? What? I think it might be time. For the Smackdown? I think it might be. Okay. Get ready, people. <gasps> We're smacking down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please be upstanding for another bout in the pillow fort. In the blue corner, coming in at 14 episodes, is Pitch with Whitney Jones and Alex Calderman. <laughs> it's been a while since you've done that. That's cool. That's a, a little inside baseball here. I don't actually hear those until nope. we're sitting here in front of the mics and Most recording this. Most did 11 o'clock last night. Yeah, last night. Yeah, when I was doing my notes. But that sounded fantastic. So we have two podcasts that yes. we're going to pit against each other here in the SmackDown. Um, really, we just talk about them. We, we just talk about There's them. There are no winners. You know, <laughs> The listeners are the winners. The points are made up. That's and right. No, listen to next week's show, yeah, actually. And, yeah. and, and there are no winners, yeah. <laughs> um, so we have two today. One is The Pitch. Mm. Or no, sorry. Let me rephrase that. No, is pitch. pitch. It's not The Pitch. It's Pitch. And the other one's Great Albums. I went back and listened to Pitch, and I have to say, I am completely obsessed with this show. Wow. I love it. It's it's not... Both of the ones that we're looking at today are all about music, uh, but come from very different perspectives. Um, pitch is not about... They're not going to come out and say, oh, here's an album, listen to this whole thing, it's really great, which is exactly the opposite of great albums. <laughs> the shows are all really short. Yes. About 15, 20 minutes a show. Exactly the opposite of yours. <laughs> and they look at 
aspects of music, not music as a whole. And there's two hosts. There's Whitney Jones, um, who's been a producer for The Moth, which if you listen to The Moth at all, is fantastic storytelling. And Alex Kappelman, who has been in podcasting and radio for a really long time, is working on Gimlet Media, which is Ah, that new startup that's going on. Roman Mars who we've spoken about a few hundred times. Yes, exactly, on this show. Uh, referred to Pitch as, quote, a work of art. Oh, can I do it? Can I do it? Yeah, do it. It's a work of art. Nice, mm. nice. So I, I started listening to the show at work. I hope my manager isn't listening. Um, I was listening to this at work sort of in between meetings. Whoops. And... But you were doing other things. Oh, clearly, clearly. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, I was doing data entry stuff and, and when I was listening to this. And... The first one, the first one I listened to was actually, I think it was their first show. It's the Clear mm. Mountain Pause, which I think I have a little clip of here, and it talks about the structure of music and how it manipulates us into emotions. And you'll hear a producer talking about that in this clip. It's so manipulative. It's as manipulative as telling someone to like clap along, or you know, there's certain tricks: spelling, whistling. Hand claps, nanas, and of course, the pause. I think that's the most manipulative of all. That is Karen Glauber. Karen has worked in the music industry for over 30 years now, at record labels and as president of an industry publication, and now she does radio publicity for bands like Spoon and Arcade Fire. What Karen just said right here is, I think, kind of amazing. And of course, the pause. I think that's the most manipulative of all. We have to acknowledge that our music is manipulating us. Why else does music show up at sporting events or at a club or in movies or any time anybody wants us to buy anything? Music does something to us, and the more that it seems to carry us away or manipulate us, I guess, the more we seem to like what we're listening to. Knowing all of this, what Karen is saying still felt radical. More manipulative than a crazy guitar solo or hand claps or spelling out words to inspire sing-alongs. More manipulative than all of that is this right here. The pause. That kills me. And I, I was going to clip it when we were, I was pulling clips last night. Mm. I was going to stop it before he comes to the pause. Where yeah. he's, but I said, no. Because you really, you're sitting there waiting. Because you're sitting there yes, waiting. Yes, I know. It drives me crazy. It drives <laughs> me crazy. So that's one sort of dipping your toe into the water about what this show is about. It really is about the construction yeah. of music. and But not just that. They... The, the next one that I have a clip for, and I, oh, I love this, this multi one. If you go back and listen to the whole show, it's so good <laughs> because he's a character that they're talking multi. about. Multi, yeah. You'll, M-O-U-L-T-Y. Okay. Yeah. And this weird cult figure in the music industry <laughs> and this song that he's made and they go through the construction of the song, but there's just a tiny little clip that goes into the sound of this song. So yeah, roll it. The song Multi by the Barbarians isn't your typical love ballad. It's not even really a love song. Let me explain. It starts off with an inspirational message from Multi himself, the guy who the song was named after. I remember the days when things were real bad for me. It was right after my accident, when I lost my hand. Multi was the Barbarian's drummer, not their lead singer. He's not usually the one behind the mic, and maybe that's why his sincerity comes through so strongly on this recording. The song is a message for the underdog. If Multi can become a rock star drummer with just one hand, you can also make your dreams come true. 
why do I keep wanting to go into wild thing? I know. Not, you know, that, completely yeah. and utterly. So that one was more about the construction of a cult song and somebody who didn't want to be in it. It was, it, it's a really, that's a particularly odd episode. And you get to hear the two hosts. Usually it's it's either uh, Whitney Jones or Alex um, Kappelman speaking in mm. this. And this, I've got one more clip here before I hand it over to you with your 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 podcast. Um, this one has a little, you need a little context around this one. This is the do-it-yourself episode. And they were looking at different distribution methods of music. So if you've got a smaller label, if you've got, if you're a smaller band, how did you do your distribution, get your music out to your listeners back in like the 80s? And how do you do it now? So there's a band called Rabbit Rabbit that we'll hear a little clip from. And they're doing this really interesting distribution model now. And they would have like a monthly uh, a song that would come out and you mm. could subscribe to it. And then mm. they did this thing at the end of the year where they would pull it all together. And they initially sent out a CD, which they went, well, if we're doing... The distribution model was you would get emailed this new song, mm. but they wouldn't just send you the song. They'd send information about it, all different stuff about it. And then at the end of the year, they'd put it all together, send it out. But something really interesting happened when they would go back and listen to the songs that they'd sent out throughout the year, and that's what this clip is about. The fact is that lack of a physical format allows Rabbit Rabbit to constantly be reimagining songs. Here's a song called Remember Me that was released February of 2013 during the second year of Rabbit Rabbit Radio. Remember me to the water, remember me to the hills, remember me to the at the end of the year when they were gathering the songs for the poster album they had a chance to revisit remember me their producer and collaborator john evans added a bass line and now on the album it sounds like this remember me to the water remember me to the hills remember me to the outermost house in the silence of the kill cried when I um, uh, heard the bass line. I was like, yes, I didn't, I didn't even know that's what it was missing, but, um, but it really was. And, and there are a few things where the vocals kind of bother me or it's out of tune or it's this or that. There's, you know, it didn't quite do what I wanted it to do. And so we get a chance to go back and kind of tweak that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that bit odd. of that song has been stuck in my head. I'm gonna <laughs> have to go back and get it. So that was the lead singer of Rabbit Rabbit, and it was I thought what was so interesting about that is they had this distribution model that not only sort of broke the chains of you know your normal you know you have to sign with a big record label blah blah blah, but they were making it getting it out there and then electronically, but also being able to go back and rediscover it themselves. Yeah, yeah. so it gave them a new opportunity. So th that's a little taste of pitch, mm. and it's a relatively new podcast. They're only what did we say? How many episodes I think it was are they? Fourteen episodes. Yeah, yeah. they've only, they're only into, well, they've got more in than us. This and how stage. often does it come out? Ooh, it's sort of sporadic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I I've been listening to it, and I've been going back and listening to them a couple times. So I really liked that one. So that's my that's I'm putting that one in there for the SmackDown pitch. 
Off drop, to you. Drop microphone. Drop walk mic. Away. Walk yeah. Peace out. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine, as, you, as you sort of sort of inferred, mine's at the other end of the spectrum. Absolutely. It, it's a much longer podcast. It's great albums. It's Bill Lambuster and Brian Erickson, who are both musicians themselves. Yeah. Uh, they both were in two bands together, Luck Out and the Paper Jets. Yes. Um, and and this is a much longer podcast. It tends to go for an hour and a half. And each each episode, and they're up to eight episodes now. They take um, a full album. Yeah. Um, they take a classic album and they uh, or, or an album they consider to be a great album. Sure. Um, and they discuss it in full. Right. Now the thing that they uh, you know strict to point out, well, they 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 quickly point out in the first episode, which right. concentrates on one of my favorite records, which is the replacements, Let It Be. Right. Um, is uh, and I love it. It's like you know the Let It Be. You know not. The Let It Be you're probably thinking of. Right, right. <laughs> the Other Let It the Be. The Other Let It Be. They should have titled it, yeah, <laughs> that episode, The Other Let It Be. The Other Let It Be. Um, but they, um, uh, they they talk about, you know, the fact that they're not critics, that, you know, they're, right. they're not doing this with a, a, a critical writer's eye. They're doing it as fans who have a clear love of music. And, and musicians a, themselves. And musicians themselves. Yeah. And, and that enthusiasm really comes over across in that first show. It was just... It's it's as blissful to even recall as it was to experience, uh, and I was just completely in the moment. And I knew then, like I found a band that would be with me for the rest of my life. That, of course, that that uh, jam that you heard in there was from "I Will Dare," which is the opening track of nice. the record. And they go through the first part of the show, and and the album that they sort of get. Uh, uh, less verbose in the first half of the show as, right. the, as the episodes go on. That first episode, they do spend a bit of time talking about their love of music, why sure. they got into it, the, the, the album as a form and, and how it's changed. And they touch on something that I always used to be quite snobbish about uh, myself, not, not that I'm implying that they're snobs, but something that I... I, I I never liked the idea of the single. I never liked yes. the idea of the the iTunes single download right. for a long time. For me, the album was the thing. Yes, you yes. Know? And it's a is, cohesive unit. It is. It's and, yeah. and and the great albums are that you can't. Of course, it's hard to listen to any song on that record without taking you know in isolation of the rest of the record. Well, yeah. I and, mean, and it's like it's that thing that happens to you when you're listening to a song off of a particular album that you have a very intimate knowledge of. You expect the, the next, next song, song to come, come on. on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and sort of. And, and now that we've all got our iPod set to shuffle, you yeah. kind of. And it's the weirdest thing in the world when that does actually happen. Yes, the it next is. song that comes on is the next song. That's, <laughs> totally. That's freaky. Um, but uh, so they, they go through several. They go through an album each time. And, and it, it sort of leapt out to me. And I thought, I like these guys because the albums they'd chosen were all my favorite records. Yeah, that's a lot of I, them. Yeah, I kind and, of I remember when I came across this and I was looking through the list of the albums they had spoken about. And I went, mm. I, I know that Richard likes about half of these, so <laughs> <laughs> let's see. <laughs> well, because the, the second episode I listened to was the episode that they – and they had a guest on that episode, Andrew Kolbenschlag, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and it's Wilco's uh, – I think it's their third – no, fourth Ooh. fourth record. Ooh, don't quote um, me. Let me go. A.M. – yeah. Yeah, I, I'd have to look yeah, it up. Yeah, it was their fourth, fourth record, album. Uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. <laughs> their, 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 their fourth and most critically and, yeah. and argu- arguably commercially successful record. I think you could um, say that, yeah. And that's the one that's got the, the famous towers on the front from Chicago. From Chicago. And uh, they are a Chicago band. Hey, Illinois um, boys. Yeah. <laughs> which, Represent which, which Midwest. Which you knew well before you left. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so look, I mean, I've always loved Wilco. And mm. the, the great thing about this, this particular episode on um, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is that they 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 go through 
the various songs. And, and I started thinking about the record in a way that I hadn't thought about it before. Right. Um, and because they're talking about the fact that it was in the can before 9-11 happened. Yeah. Yet so many of the songs eerily resonate. Because um, it was released. It was released it was released after. in 2012, in 2002. Right. So it was released after 9 11. That's crazy. But it was well in the can in early 2001. Right. Uh, so well before September 11 it happened. And But all the songs, I think, I mean, there's songs on there called like War on War and yeah. Ashes of American Flags. Flag, yeah. And they talk a little bit about this song, which, and excuse me if I tear up a little bit because it's a song that always brings me to tears. Like that kind of took on sort of an unintentional relevance. And and this whole album kind of did take on a a bit of an unintentional relevance following September 11th, just with, you know, War on War and Tall Building Shake and... Mm -hmm. The Ashes of American Flags, which we'll get to very shortly. But it's very important to say that... It's weird to think that this was written pre... Written, recorded, done, sealed up way before that. Um, And actually, uh, I I saw them in Central Park a few years ago. And Jeff Tweedy kind of, of course, right? Because of course you can't just accept it. Um, He kind of has to make a comment like, oh, we we can't play New York without playing this song. And they play Jesus, etc. And he's kind of like, well, I don't know why. <laughs> like, he he doesn't even, you know, he wouldn't even admit that. Like, okay, this this kind of took on this meaning to mm-hmm. other people, even though I didn't write it about that. But, yeah. I mean, had he written it about that, it would have been poetic and brilliant, and I think it is anyway. But yeah. but it is like a super weird coincidence. So, like, what's that line about then? Like, you know, when he wrote it, got me, man. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> and that's what I love about them. They're, they're the first to admit that they don't know. Well, don't know. They're not going to go in and start interpreting lyrics. No, you know, there are no. stacks of websites out there that do that. Of course. And I really like that about them. I really like the fact that they're like they just they just like the music and they yeah. talk about what they like about it and they talk about guitar chords and they talk about the bits they don't like as well. Yeah, and so the one that the fellow that they have on that one, the Andrew, and I'm not even going to try Colbin to butcher. Schlag. Yes, butcher mm. his surname, because I we're just looking at a list of some of their other yeah. um, episodes, and they have a few guests on. Are the guests relative to the particular album, or are they just mates? You I know, think, I think they just member? mates. So yeah, because listening to that that episode, I didn't get the the impression. They didn't go. Oh, yeah. he's an expert, no, or no, he's, no, I could yeah. be mistaken because I didn't listen to all the ones that had no. guests on it. The only uh, I listened to a handful of them, right? And they've actually got a new one out, literally, I think today. Yeah, uh, that I haven't listened to yet, which is on Our Lady Peace, Spiritual Machines. There so you go. Definitely go and check yeah, that one out. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, the last one they just, they're weekly, and they've been going since they started this year. They've this been, year, uh, they've been out weekly since January fifth, and that's a big ask. I mean, those are huge. I mean, th- yeah. they're an hour plus each of those shows. Yeah, and they're yeah. doing, so they're doing an hour and a half a week. So that's, that's crazy. That's pretty, pretty rad. But the, the fact that they're not reverential to these albums sometimes yes. is, is something I really, really, really like about this. And they because talk those about, are yeah. some big albums. I mean, they yeah. took on the Blue Album by Weezer, Murmur, well, which, is, which is the one I'm going to play uh, yeah. about now, which is the Blue Album by Weezer. It's got probably one of the biggest pop songs of, of that era. And, yeah. and, and it's so big, in fact, I think the music video for it was bundled in with Windows 95, Jesus. which was um, Buddy Holly yeah. um, by Weezer. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the uh, they talk about that song in this clip. Yeah. But they talk about the rest of the album and they talk about the fact that they don't necessarily think all of it needs to be worshipped all these years later. Ooh. And so it was a very well-known video and, yeah. and, uh, and that kind of skyrocketed them into fame. Yeah, a, well, a well-known video, you know, played off a... a 
kind of beloved TV show mm-hmm. and, you know, became sort of this, um, this sort of like, you know, this kind of like deity of a song, like mm-hmm. Buddy Holly, like there's nothing, I don't know. I don't, you know, people hate on Weezer, but you never really, you know, Buddy Holly kind of is, is, has sort of maintained this like timelessness about it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas maybe a couple other songs haven't aged quite as quite as well and on this we'll, album we'll get into it yeah yeah i do I, I think so i'm not sure if uh if i agree with that because to me like i think like the album holds up pretty well oh i i think it holds up well i just you know one or two songs that i, I think kind of maybe don't or or not as much as the others yeah so you get a, you get a sense that yeah. they, they're, they're not afraid to and say, they're, they're yeah. happy to disagree with each other yeah. too so i like that and weezer just well i don't like that well there you go <laughs> weezer just toured last year i think in the u.s and doing the blue album yeah. in its entirety Cause Cause the dream of the 90s is alive again like i think every absolutely. band from the 90s i always said growing up that i wanted to be mary tyler moore but i ended up being, <laughs> i ended up being rhoda because you know i was never the cool girl i was always friends with the cool girls uh, so yeah I was never friends with a cool girl. No, no, I was always friends with a cool girl, but never quite oh, there. Well. There you go. So I really, really like this series, actually. And yeah. the one thing it's going to make you want to do is go back and listen to all these records. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I actually had Let It Be and Yankee Hotel Foxtrot on the last couple of days. Yeah. And and I'm going to go up and listen to, to Weezer again now. And, and some of the other ones they've done, they've done things like Ben Folds 5, whatever, and Ever Made yeah. Me Man. Which is, these guys are, are probably around the same age as me, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I would think so. Um, they, they talk about getting to the replacements later. Yeah. Uh, not at the time, which was the same as me. Right. But all those other albums were sort of contemporary with when I was sort of uh, get really getting into music as well. Yeah, cool. Uh, which, uh, so, you know, and they've already done another replacements record. They did 10 <laughs> because they actually said <laughs> so the first fans. episode that they're going to go back and do. <laughs> it probably started with them listening to a replacements record going, we should talk about we this. We should talk about this one. But, yeah. Uh, so I, I reckon, look, I recommend this to people who really like just getting into, not necessarily really getting in deep with like, you know, trivia the and stuff. And, yeah. And they, do, they do put a lot of trivia in there and in fact we might come back to some of that trivia later uh but it's definitely uh one i i uh, recommend to people who 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 might want to listen to some great albums that aren't necessarily always on those lists of 500 best albums absolutely absolutely but most of those would be yeah those would be oh very good well Tell us what you think. Do you like either of these podcasts? Come to the come see us on Twitter or come to our uh, so blog. It's Pillow Fortcast oh. on Twitter. Yes. Or just feedback at pillowfortcast.com. Yeah. And do you like either of these podcasts? Do you hate them? Do you think one's better than the other? Do you hate I'm, us? Uh, yeah. No, no. No. Nobody hates us. No, nobody hates us. Please. <laughs> <laughs> if you hate us, be quiet. We don't want to know. But now we've come to our last section. We're going to talk about things we learned this week. I'm learning. <laughs> that's got I, between that and I bent my Wookiee have got to be the top quotes from him I, I also like when he's got a, an earring yes and it's attached to his shoulder <laughs> and he says my ear has an owie and my shoulder hurts that's two owies <laughs> that's terrible so um, so my little bit of learning yes um, comes from an, and I'll play that guitar riff again because you heard it a little bit earlier I'm just 
going to fade that out underneath yeah, that. That was, nice. of course, again, I Will Dare by um, The Replacements. Yes. And um, the uh, they were talking in that show and some of the trivia that does, did come out of that was that, and I, and I for some reason, I didn't know this, that okay. that's Peter Buck from R.E.M. was, oh. uh, was loaned out to them to play really? on that, on no, that song. Really? No, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So back in the day, so they're kind of just, just trading. Because it was at the cusp of when The Replacements were going from the indie label to their major label. Oh. Uh, so that I think I'm, and and correct me out there, listeners, if I'm wrong. Yes, but I think someone will. Um, yeah, I I think they were saying on that record that um, Let It Be was their first major label record. I thought it was Tim, but oh, you know, but it's go got back and check. Yeah, yeah. But it's got I Will Dare on that. It's also the big big song off that record. If you're a Placements fan, is Unsatisfied. Yeah, which is. Your depressing, depressing song that they do. <laughs> so, so you don't want to listen to that on one of your dark days? No, no. And don't listen up. to Yankee Hotel Foxtrot on a dark day. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's no good. And what I learned this week was actually not something I learned, but just something I've been sort of focusing on. And I thought it fit in nicely with all the music talk that we've been having. I've been listening a lot to all the different Grammy coverage from the various podcasts around the place. Uh, We mentioned earlier the Washington Post pop. Okay, I'm going to say it again. The Washington Post pop-up pop podcast. Seriously? Do Do I get a jello shot after that how many how many jello shots do you have <laughs> before we make you say it again to say it again yeah. i'm never saying it again i love your podcast guys but the title is just too hard so the other one is the pop rocket uh podcast from good thing i can say peas really well uh, if i had some sort of and that we have pop filters on these mics. yeah exactly <laughs> uh it's from maximum fun and this is a relatively new podcast and I think these guys have really settled into their space mm. and one of the hosts Guy Branham talks about um, what he took from the Grammys yes yes my uh, all about moment from the Grammys was the glorious return of Annie Lennox with Hozier mm. Annie means a lot to me every like her returning after 10 years of like raising a child and just being a person and, and not needing to give us anything always brings me back to that moment of Oh, this is what Madonna would be if she were twice as talented and half as needy. Um, and I'm not saying that like it's a great compliment or a criticism of Madonna because it means that Madonna, every year and a half, is giving us something. And that means a lot of good dance albums and a lot of good and interesting music. And, you know, uh, she made gay guys heard like, uh, like, like bulls for her at, at the show. And it was amazing. But, but why one- can't they coexist? I'm not saying that they can't coexist. Well, Margaret and Winter, there can only be one kind of woman, and I need to tell her how she should age. (laughs) So I had to then, after I heard that, because I hadn't actually watched the Grammys, I just was listening to other people talk about the Grammys, I had to go back and watch it, and uh, she just brings it, oh my God, Annie Lennox, she's back, she's all over it, she's fantastic, and yeah, twice as talented as Madonna, not that that's... Saying and much. half as needy, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I've been really into listening to all of the various podcasts wrap up the Grammys. That's been pretty fun. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Guess what? I think that's the end of a show. That's the end of a show. So, from myself. Amy Barker. And the Geek Actual Team. I want to thank you for joining us again. We hope you learned some interesting podcasts to listen to today. Uh, you can, of course, follow us on Twitter at PillowFortCast and Geek Actually. On at Yay. Geek Actually on Twitter. If you'd nice. like more information on anything you've heard on today's show, you can find all of the links on our website, podcastpillowfort.com. We hope to see you here next time at the Podcast Pillow Fort. 
I sincerely miss those heavy metal bands. 